welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Good evening. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for leading us in worship, Andy. Um, we were singing, I'm a friend of God, and, and uh, I'm talking about Abraham tonight. Abraham was, was a friend of God. and so, so we're going to be in Genesis. So you can turn to Genesis chapter 14, 13, sorry, 13. Um, yesterday, um, I had quite an interesting experience. Gareth, who was here on Sunday, he, has somebody's phone gone off. Uh, Gareth, who was here on Sunday, he, for a hobby, he flies, he's a paraglider. So he brought me out yesterday, uh, as, as, as you do, and he strapped me into this thing, and uh, I ran down a hill, and I took off. My feet, left the ground, and I soared on wings like eagles. I had wings like an angel, brothers and sisters. It was wonderful, and I went up. But what goes up must come down, and, and as, as, I, as I was flying, um, I don't want to exaggerate, I was maybe about 10 foot off the ground, okay? <laughs> I turned the wrong way, and things stopped, and so I landed and I landed in the muck on the ground. We were in a field, and, uh, and there was all sorts of um, things left by cows, you know, in the field and so on. And uh, so I had to cope with some of that. Uh, but I flew. I flew. It was a, an amazing experience. Um, but I'm going I'm to talk about sometimes, brothers and sisters, we, we you know, we're, we're flying in a sense. We're being carried along by the Lord. Sometimes we take some wrong turns, and, and we can land in it. And uh, I'm going, going to talk about maybe tonight trying to avoid some of that. We're going to look at a character who, who made some wrong turns. His name is Lot. Uh, so tonight the, the title is A Lot of Issues. A Lot of Issues. Okay, so we'll read in, in Genesis chapter 13. Abraham went up from Egypt. He had he'd gone to Egypt because there was a famine. Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abraham was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land also. So Abram said to Lot, Please 
Let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren, we are brothers, we're, we're family. Is not the whole land before you? Please, separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, like the Garden of the Lord. So this land that he was looking at was like the Garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. We'll stop there. Lord God, Lord, thank you, Lord, of your presence here tonight, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that, that you come, Lord, Lord, and you, you make your word live, oh God. Lord, this, this, this word, Lord, this living word, Lord, breathe by your spirit, oh God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for it, O oh God, that today, Lord, Lord, this word is alive, O oh God. And Lord, would you make this word, Lord, live for us today, Lord. Feed us, feed us, O oh God. Feed us, Lord. Give us bread, Lord. And Lord, help me, Lord, to Lord, to deliver, Lord, Lord, what you've put on my heart, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, I think we're fairly familiar with the story. Just to recap a little bit, Abram. Uh, was called by God just in the previous chapter, in, in chapter 12. And uh, let's, let's just read the call. Abram, or the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. What, what a promise. You know, this, this was a promise to Abram. I will, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. Wow. wow. Imagine God defending Abraham like that. I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And we know that, that was the Messiah would come uh, through Abraham. What a wonderful promise, and what a wonderful call that, that Abraham received. And, uh, and, and so... Abram steps into this, and uh, he steps into this promise that, that God has given him, and, and with the confidence of that promise, he steps into the journey. And uh, I encourage you, brothers and sisters, we have promises from God, you know, and, and we're to step into a journey with him. We're, th- those promises aren't decorations, you know, they're, 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 they're tools from God to be used to, to I suppose, for, to get the most out of life, which actually is to serve the Lord and to bring life and to be life and, and to propagate the life of God and the earth as Abraham was going to do. He was going to become a great nation and through him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And brothers and sisters, that's a promise in a sense to us as well, that if we would step into the promises of God, people would be blessed through our lives. We would bear fruit, and people would be blessed. And, and, and Abram steps into this promise, and, and, and they step out, and they, they literally start to walk. 
and, and they journey to Canaan, and God speaks again to Abraham, and he says, I'm going to give this land to your offspring. And so now Abraham, it's a bit more specific for him. He knows which land he is going to get this, this land that he's now in, this land of Canaan. And, uh, and it seems that, that as Abraham and, and Sarai, his wife, and, and Lot, as, as they journey on, uh, the Lord, the, the, the things, the, the promise of God just seems to be growing and, and the things of God and the blessings of God seem to be growing and God seems to be promising more and more. And then, then they, they, they incur a famine. And Abraham, at this point, when the famine hits, he makes a whole mess. And he decides he'll go to Egypt uh, to get food and to, and to wait out the famine. And because Sarai, his wife, is beautiful, he pretends that she is his sister. Now, wives in here, girls in here, if you had a guy like that, how would you feel about him? I'm sure it wasn't very inspiring, this guy. He didn't want to own up that he was Sarai's husband. And so, so in a sense, and she gets brought into Pharaoh in, in the land of Egypt. She gets brought into Pharaoh's harem or harem, however you pronounce that. And, and she, she's part of this promise that God has made that, that Abraham's going to be a great nation. And, and Abraham is mucking the whole thing up. He's making a complete mess of it. Complete mess. And, and, but, but while they're there, God, God sends a curse upon Pharaoh's house, and he discovers that Sarai is actually Abraham's wife. And God rescues the situation and despite Abram's mess that he makes, Abram comes out with cattle from Egypt and sheep from Egypt and servants from Egypt. And he comes out with, with just this great wealth. And it seems like Abram can't go wrong. And so, so they journey on again. They journey on again. And, and where we started reading was where Abram and, and Lot and Sarai and, and all this, this treasure and their wealth comes back from Egypt. And they travel, they, they travel to this place between Bethel and Ai, Ai, where they had been before and where they had built an altar and worshipped God previously. And Bethel means house of God. And, and, and so they're now camped towards this, this place that is called the house of God. And an argument erupts. The herdsmen who are working for Abram and, and Lot, they start to argue uh, on either side about pasture land and about getting their, their flocks fed. And I'm guessing that, that somebody got up early first in the morning and went down and got the greener grass, you know, and, and uh, somebody else went down and got the stream position, you know, so their flocks could be watered. And, and there's all this competition and it, it turns to resentment. There's conflict breaks out, and, and there's issues in the camp. There's issues and there's problems. And, and, and I know sometimes we, we can look at this and think, this is a small issue. And, and I know we're farmers in the congregation, and I grew up in Donegal, and I've fed cattle, and it's heavy work because they eat a lot. I've fed them hay and, and what you call nuts as well, and you have to carry loads to them, and there, and there wasn't that many of them that I was feeding and it's hard work, 
and they need a lot of food. And so this, this is a real, there, there, is, there, there is a real issue here. There's something going on that, that does need to be sorted out. There's a problem. And uh, these herds, man, they were, they were propagating this. And I suppose they were standing on behalf of their respective bosses and trying to look after the flocks for their, their respective bosses and, and, and just struggling with this. And we're, we're not told a lot about the conflict, but you can, you can sort of guess what's going on. We don't know who was mostly at fault. But Abram, Abram brings a conversation then together with Lot and with the conclusion that, that Lot can take any part of the land that he wants. He can look in any direction and he can choose for himself whichever part he wants. And, and Lot is, is here and what do you think for a second? Lot has just journeyed with Abraham and Sarai. He's come out of Egypt with wealth. Lot has experienced some blessing in his life because he's with Abraham and Sarai. Because he is under this umbrella of the promises of God. And here he is, and he just wants a resolution to this thing. Lot doesn't, he doesn't seem to consider very much. He just, he just gets up and he, he looks, looks out and he, 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 he looks out and he, he starts to pick and starts to choose a direction. And what happened here was the herdsmen, the herdsmen started to talk and started to get a little bit disgruntled. The herdsmen were the servants. The herdsmen should have been subservient to Lot and Abram and subservient to the greater cause and the greater purpose. And here, these smaller issues, these smaller things in life, the, the, the issue of where are we going to feed our cows and our sheep and our herds? What, what are we going to do about this? This smaller issue does something to the, to the relationship between Lot and Abraham and dislodges Lot, moves Lot away from a place of promise. And brothers and sisters, we have to be careful about the smaller issues. We have to be careful as to what voice is allowed to move us. What voice, what issue, what reason are we going to allow to direct our lives? I understand. Sometimes things that are, that are personal to us, things that, that maybe hurt us, things that are concerning to us, things that can worry us, those things... Are, are maybe not directions from God. They're, they're, they're not life-setting directions, but those smaller issues in life, struggles and relationships. He said this to me. He didn't say this to me. He didn't recognize me enough. 
these, these smaller things, brothers and sisters, can dislodge us, can move us, can disrupt our walk into the promises of God. And it's not that these things aren't real. It's not that these things aren't, aren't real issues and things that, that maybe do need to be sorted out and worked on. But brothers and sisters, we have to be careful about what we allow to move us from, from a direction that God has set in our lives. Can I hear an amen? We have got to be careful about what voices get authority in our lives and not allowed his herdsmen to take authority. He allowed the issues of the day to direct his life. Brothers and sisters, we must be careful. We must be careful. And so Lot goes with the, the, the discontented voices. Is there discontent in your life? Be careful. Be careful. Are, are things not ideal in, in some situation or other? Don't let it drive you. Don't let it drive you. We are to be led of the Spirit of God, brothers and sisters. We are people who are led of the Spirit. And as we simply abide in Him, we'll bear fruit. We'll bear fruit. Brothers and sisters, don't be moved. Don't be shifted by the smaller voices, the, the issues, the inconveniences, the, uh, some of the struggles. Don't let them shift you. And so they're here, they're here in this place. This, this is all taking place close to Bethel, the house of God. Bethel means house of God. And this is where Abraham and Sarah are, are here and they're, they're having these discussions. This is a place where when they were here previously, they worshipped. This is a place to worship. And instead of worshipping, their eyes are on something else. Can I, can I ask his brothers and sisters, is there anything in our lives that has taken our eyes off the worship of God? That, that, that takes, that, 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 that pulls us away from that place of just abandoning ourselves and glorifying God. Is there anything that is, that is moving us from that? Because, brothers and sisters, that thing, that thing is taking the place of worship. That thing is stopping uh, what our, our first call in life, which is to, to glorify God. Brothers and sisters, we have got to be so careful. And this is, this is where Lot was making the mistakes. This is his lot of issues. Instead of worshipping, his eyes are on, uh, where can I get my, my sheep fed? How can I fix this issue that I'm having in life, this, this problem with, with Abraham's family or Abraham's servants. And here they are. They're meant to be worshiping. This is a place of worship. There's an altar here. They're supposed to be sacrificing to the Lord. And 
stepping into the promises of God and waiting on God, enjoying God, listening to what God has to say, reminding themselves of the goodness of God and, and, and seeking God because worship is a seeking of God. Worship is, God, I want to know you. God, I want to see you in all of your glory. And allow me, God, to, 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 to know you. Allow me, God, to, to see aspects of your character and aspects of, of who you are that I, that, that I don't yet know about. Let me explore you, Jesus. Let me, let me see you. Let me be enraptured with you. This is worship. But something is interrupting the worship, this issue. This issue of cattle and sheep and water and grassland and, and details. And now there's, there's a struggle and there's suspicions. And rumors and factions. You see, if, if Lot could have just worshipped God a lot of these issues would have just fallen to the ground. Brothers and sisters, if he could have explored for a moment the goodness of God, he wouldn't be worried about a few sheep and a few cattle. If he could have explored how the promises that were given to Abraham, that all the nations of the earth, including Lot's family, would be blessed through Abraham, if he could have pondered that for a moment and, and, and dwelt on the goodness of God, he wouldn't have been worried about a stream for a sheep. He would have given a sheep to Abraham. You take them all, Abraham. I'm waiting for a greater promise that's coming. And, and this whole land that, that has been given and all the nations are going to be blessed. Abraham, I'm looking forward to that. Because that's what worship does, brothers and sisters. It lifts us above these the smaller things in life. And, and if you are troubled by something, I want to encourage you today, worship God. Worship God. Be consumed with Him. Take another look at Him again. Look at the cross again, as, as Pastor Hamp was teaching us. Look at the cross. Look at his goodness. Look at his love. And brothers and sisters, worship will come out of our hearts. And everything, when we put him on the throne, when he is exalted above everything else, it, then, then order comes into our world. And we're not driven by the smaller things in life. This is the antidote, brothers and sisters, to the smaller troubles that would seek to steal us from the promises and blessing of God, is worship. Worship. And when he is on the throne, our lives fall into order. Issues of position and promotion would be resolved, brothers and sisters, if we would worship the God who has established every authority. He'll establish us in authority if he wants. He's the, he is that God. Brothers and sisters, issues of gossip would stop if we would worship the God who, who, who declares us righteous and declares our brothers and sisters righteous. What are we gossiping about? <laughs> issues 
of, of rebellion would be resolved if we could worship the God who is our defender. We don't have to defend ourselves. He's our defender, brothers and sisters. Issues of relationships. If we would worship God, he is the God who restores children back to fathers and fathers back to children, brothers, brothers and sisters. He is that God. He is that God. And if we could worship him and behold him as that, then, then we would not be fighting for ourselves. We would allow him to do it and fulfill his promises. The fear of death, brothers and sisters, goes in the place of worship. When we worship the God of resurrection life, of eternal life, the fear of death goes, fear goes. But Lot didn't worship. And he allowed the issues to drive him into decisions. And it ultimately led him into trouble. And he, he stepped towards those green lands where the, where the river was in the east the Jordan, and he stepped towards those knowing that over there was Sodom and, and, and a city that was, that was full of sin. And, and he looked over and it said, it mentioned Sodom and, and those places over there. And these were places that were, were, were dangerous, sinful places. And Lot's decision led him towards compromise. And, and, and this is where, brothers and sisters, we must stay in that place of worship so, so these smaller issues don't lead us to compromise. So often, you know, we take actions to try and fix something or, or uh, provide for ourselves or, or sort out something or escape from something and it leads us into a place of compromise to a place where we were never meant to be. Lot was never meant to be over there. He was never meant to go to that place of compromise. Here he was in the place of promise, enjoying the promises of God, enjoying the wealth of God, and he steps into compromise and, and, there's, and, and it leads him to all sorts of issues in his family. You can read that story again. And ultimately, Abraham had to step in and rescue. And in contrast to Lot, we see, we see that Abraham worshipped. It's there. He went back and he worshipped in this place between Bethel and I. He worshipped. And in Abraham's life, there was a seeking of God. There was, even, even though he had made a whole mess in Egypt, I, I think that's wonderful that, that Abraham could go make a whole mess of it, come back and worship God, and he's right on with the promises of God and God's faithful to Abraham, even though Abraham was unfaithful. It's wonderful. And brothers and sisters, maybe, maybe you have made some bad decisions. Get back on track. Get, in, get back to the promises of God. He, he's, he's right there waiting and you will step into the blessing of God again. But that takes humility. But Abraham, he goes back to this place and he worships again after his, his Egypt uh, situation. He worships again and he's back in the promises and, and God promises that he'd have Canaan. And this land, this, this, this could have been Lot's as well. 
And Abraham steps into it, and, and we know how Abraham, he, he, he walked with God, and, he, and ultimately, out of him, we have the church today. All the nations of the earth blessed through that man. Friends, if, if we are choosing to believe God and trust that he'll fulfill his promises, and if we'll walk by faith like Abraham, and if we'll worship God, the promises, the promises will remain intact, brothers and sisters. We'll see the promises. We will, we will see them come into pass. We will walk in the favor of God. We will see things that, that we should never see. We'll, we'll walk into positions we should never have. We'll do things we should never have done, like Abraham. Abraham inherited a land that he should never have had. He lived somewhere else, the land of Ur. He, he was in Haran. He, he, he was miles away. And he stepped into this. And brothers and sisters, there's promises in God for us to, to enjoy and, and walk in. And if we just be in him, as Jesus said, remain in me. Remain in me and you'll bear much fruit. And that fruit will be nice to our taste as well as other people. Other people will taste the fruit in our lives. And we have this promise, which actually... In a sense, we inherit from Abraham. All the nations of the earth will be blessed through us. We are the faith descendants of Abraham and will bear much fruit. So tonight, watch, be careful what things are allowed to drive your decisions. We move in obedience. If we want obedience, we have been given the person of the Holy Spirit. We are born of the Spirit. And in the same way that, that, that Jesus walked according to the Spirit, he set aside his own uh, inherent uh, omnivision and, and, and so on and, and he, omniscience in heaven and he came and he took on human form and he allowed the Holy Spirit to lead him and to bring him and ultimately to resurrect him again after dying on the cross the Holy Spirit led him to that cross resurrected him from the dead brothers and sisters if we will we can step into that same life we can step into that, that same uh, life of the Spirit. And all we have to do is ask. And God, God gives us the Spirit and will lead us by the Spirit. And He will lead us into fruitfulness. He will lead us into, into the promises. He will take us through who knows what. Dangers and toils. Challenges. Challenges like Lot had. He will bring us through those things. And he will supply, brothers and sisters, he will supply our needs. He sees who we are. He knows what we need. And he knows what wisdom we need. And he knows how to lead us. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. 
And I want to encourage us tonight, stay in the place of believing the promises. Even if you don't know how it's going to be worked out, hold on to the promises of God. Hold on to the promises. He doesn't show us how he's actually going to do all these things. He just tells us that he's going to do it. And we can trust him. We can trust him. Jesus didn't move from going to the cross, brothers and sisters. He didn't move from it. And God was faithful to him. And God will be faithful to us because we are in Christ. So we don't have to be insecure. We're not fighting for ourselves. We're not trying to provide for ourselves. God will provide for us. What is it that, that, that is dominating your thinking at the moment? What is it that you need God to provide? A relationship, a solution to a problem, a financial solution, a healing. God is able. He is able. And He's faithful, brothers and sisters. Be encouraged tonight and stay in the place of promise. And stay in the place of worship. Where you can see Him as He is. We can't look at Him as He is and not worship. Enjoying Him. Enjoying Him. Let's stand where we are. Andy, would, would, you, would you come back and lead us in worship? I'm conscious tonight that Life is, life is not always straightforward and, and every issue that comes our way like Lot's issues, it seems like it's, it's separate to God's promises. That's the way it always appears to me. When, when the issues of life come, it seems like it doesn't really apply to what God said. Or what God said doesn't really apply to, to my particular issues or struggles. It seems that my issues in life are, are foreign to actually the promises of God. And it's not true. It's not true. It's a lie from the enemy. Your life and my life are completely covered by what Christ did on the cross. Every part of our lives, brothers and sisters, God is interested in the details of our lives and in the, in the, the relationships that we have and, 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 the, and the places where we work and, and he's interested in bringing us into fruitfulness. He's interested in every aspect of our lives, brothers and sisters. And tonight, I want, I want you to, to take hold of that tonight. That whatever the issue is, whatever the struggle is, whatever the battle is, it's not outside of the promises of God. It's not. It's covered. It's covered and it's done. It's done because he has it. He has it. And sometimes we can believe the promises and know that they're there, but because we're not worshiping, 
it's almost like we can't take hold of them. We don't trust, we don't see the deliverer of the promises as he really is, and that can weaken our faith. And I want us to close tonight with worship because I want us to recalibrate again. Our God is on the throne. Our God holds all authority. I want you to close your eyes. Whatever the issue is, it's going to relate to some aspect of God's character, some aspect of what he's promised. And so, brothers and sisters, I I want you to look at him tonight. Jesus died on the cross. They said it is finished. God, when he created, he looked in everything he created and he said it's good. And God doesn't do half a job with anything. And God has not left one detail unthought about relating to your life and my life. Recover tonight. Recover tonight. But we need to lift our eyes and we need to enjoy him. We need to behold him. We need to seek him again. Seek him. Seek him. There's none like him. There is none like him. None like him. There's no beauty like his beauty. No majesty like his majesty. No promise like his promise. Because his promise will be fulfilled. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.